As we get closer to retirement, there are many age-related benchmarks. On today's podcast, we'll break down from Social Security to early withdrawal penalties. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling Your Finances. The podcast is all about that, and Mo Param covers it with you. From the time you really, even before you start working, because you should start uh, getting in a savings habit even before you start working, but all the way up until you retire. Mo covers it and looks at it from all angles. That would be Mo Param of Cloud Vesters, a fiduciary firm recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. Mo, we are at it. I love the topic today. How are you first off? Everything good? Uh, Dave, I'm doing great. i got two Red Bulls in me. I'm ready to go. Oh, man. Fire it up. Oh, oh man. I better hold on. <laughs> It'll be a wild ride here. Uh, retirement can be a wild ride. Yeah, it can two, be. Two Red Bulls. Mm, mm, mm. You are full of energy now. You know what we're looking at here? I, I do love this. It's benchmark ages in your life. Let's go through a few. Um, yeah. Th- uh, 13, you become a teenager. Uh, That's right. 16, you can drive. I, uh, I, I needed to get mine right away at 16. Uh, 18, you can vote. Actually, when I turned 18, you could drink beer, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Not liquor, but you could legally drink beer. Uh, and then um, in 21 now, for those who choose to partake, <laughs> you can <laughs> legally. And legally. Uh, what's what's next? 25, I think, your insurance goes down. 30, you start thinking, what have I done with my life? <laughs> I, oh, Where no, that was just gone? me. That was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> 40, of course. They're all the benchmark ages, but we're going to look at these as it applies to your financial life. So let's start with age 49 and under. So when you get out of college or start your job up till 49, you, know, you better start saving. You better start saving. And I, I'd even say even before you start college, I'd say when you first start earning income, we have clients that have kids that are, you know, Actually, the other day, a client of mine wanted me to open up a custodial Roth IRA for their five-year-old mm-hmm. because he is on their payroll for his company. Yeah, and so he has earned the child has earned income, so they're starting up a Roth IRA for the child to you know get a heads up and get a leg up in investing and building for their for their financial future. But I hate that they you know, got that their really- child doing window washing on the sky on skyscrapers, though. <laughs> Hey, if your if your child is agile enough, you know. But you've told uh, you told me that that's really cool that you can do yeah, that. Yeah, we talked about it for your daughter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it doesn't necessarily have to be up to college, but for the for the most part, you know, after college is when you may you may feel like okay, you've got your feet wet. You can actually start putting some real money aside outside of like you know money coming in from your birthday cards or you know Christmas. But now you actually have a job and you want to start putting some money away, especially if you're looking at retirement planning. So most companies nowadays have some type of retirement account with their with their 
for their employees. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, you're starting out, you should at least start to contribute to your employer sponsored 401k, 403b. Um, if you have a simple IRA, any type of employer sponsored plan, you should at least start contributing. You know, if you're, if you're under 50 years old, right, you can contribute 19,500 in your 401k and, and 6,000 in your traditional Roth accounts. So you should definitely at least strive to to at least put something inside of one of these accounts. Uh, most employer plans have some form of a match. So if you're if you you know they may have a match of call it three percent or five percent, yeah. meaning that as long as you contribute five percent of your income, you'll receive the five percent match. So that's free money that's being given to you. That is so, free money. Yeah, that is free money. So you know as you get started in your career. You should at least, at least uh, to, to benefit yourself for your future self, mm-hmm. strive to at least at a bare minimum contribute to your company's match inside your inside your plan. Now, when you hit 50 and you're going to get a lot of gag birthday gifts, I think, <laughs> you know, I can I'm trying to remember all the ones I got when I hit fit. Centrum Silver, you know, things like that. ARP letters. ARP magazines, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I ripped those up, threw them in the trash. I mean, it's not nothing against that organization. I just don't want to be reminded. Because first off, at 50, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not close to retirement at 50, but um, was AARP, right? Associate, what is it? Anyway, it's retired in the in the acronym there. But, but at 50, you can start, you can give more. The, the contribution limit increases for you. On your IRA yep. and your 401k. Yeah, it's called uh, almost a catch-up provision. And and if you think about, you know, prior to being 50, you're, you know, if you have a family, you're, most of your money is going towards, you know, maintaining your life, maintaining your household and, you know, paying for kids, right? Kids sports and maybe planning for their education. So you, we tend to see that sometimes, uh, uh, retirement planning, retirement savings, I won't say take a back seat, but maybe takes a, a passenger side, right, to mm-hmm. to some of your finances. So at 50, you're able to essentially play catch up for maybe the contributions you weren't able to, mm-hmm. to do before then. So going back to your 401k, you're able to contribute 26000 annually into your 401k. And in the IRAs, whether it's traditional or Roth, you can add another thousand. So making it as a total seven thousand dollars, you can contribute to those accounts. And again, that's just a, a way to play catch up, and maybe a way to maximize uh, your income. You know, around fifty, you're probably getting close, or you're at your probably your highest earning years mm-hmm. ahead of you. And so maybe you, you have the ability to to save more. Because uh, retirement, also retirement can be, you know, it's it's more tangible at that point, right? You can see it. You can feel it. Maybe uh, some of your friends may be retired or you're, or you're starting to see some of your coworkers, uh, you know, uh, celebrating their retirement. And so you start playing catch up. And this is a good opportunity to put away some more money aside for your retirement. And also in that decade of your 50s, you are likely to become an empty nester. So you've got 
a man cave and a she shed you can turn their rooms into <laughs> and you've got some maybe a little more income i don't know how that's the right. college situation is going to play out but yeah that's the whole the whole idea of it though as you said you're hitting your peak earnings um rule of 55 applies to age 55 what is that so the rule of 55 so it's essentially a separated from service rule so essentially what that means is if you're separated from your employer whether you quit get fired or you retire you're able to take a distribution from your 401k 403b without having to take a 10 percent penalty normally if you take any distributions from these accounts before 59 and a half that's the magic age 59 and a half if you're able if you Normally, if you take any distributions from these accounts prior to 59 and a half, there's a 10% penalty that's assessed to, to the distributions that you take. Okay. Now, at 55, though, if you, like I said, if you essentially separate it from service, if you quit, get fired, or retire, and you keep the four and you keep your account at the employer, then you, you're able to take the, uh, any distribution without the penalty. There's still taxes. But there is the the ten percent penalty is no longer assessed. And now and you have to leave it in the four hundred one k the order four three b because if you roll it over or you roll it out of the plan uh-huh. in, into like an IRA for instance, and you want to take the distributions, well then that no longer satisfy the separated from service rule. Gotcha. You okay. Will, you will have the ten percent penalty assessed. Oh, okay. So it does. Yeah. It has to stay in the four hundred one k for that. And you actually mentioned the. Um, the next benchmark age, but maybe that's a good starting point for our second segment. Don't want to get too yeah. old here before we uh, <laughs> take our, our, our quick break to learn about <laughs> cloud vesters. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll take a look at the uh, next benchmark ages. We'll take it on up to uh, hitting the old 100th birthday. And Willard Scott wishes you happy birthday on the Today Show, which will be kind of <laughs> hard to do for him now. But I remember that used to be the big thing. All right, we'll take a don't break. You get, don't uh, you get a letter from the president? I think you, you do. I think you do, right? But but they're but they're having to send out more letters now because more people are hitting that age. People are living That's longer. True. People are living longer, which is why we're planning for retirement earlier makes uh, makes more sense. If you're living longer, you need your money working for you longer. I wonder if the White House has franking privileges like Congress, where they get their postage <laughs> free. Maybe so. All right, we're going to look at more benchmark ages coming up on Your Finances Untangled. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's Cloud Vesters. That's cloudvesters.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloudvestors. That's cloudvestors.com. 
your finances untangled Mo Param with that great firm Cloud Vesters you just heard about recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey a fiduciary firm bound to act in your best interest and Mo is someone you can talk to and, and he earns your trust too in, in all the areas of your financial life and all the ages in your financial life which is what we're covering now the next age we get to reminds me of when you were younger and someone would ask you how old you are uh, you would throw in like the half. You wanted to sound as old as you possibly could. I'm I'm <laughs> ten and a half. I remember that. And I I don't do that anymore, Mo. Oh, not at all. You want to? I'm turning I'm turning forty this this year, and I and I <laughs> it, it's not even it's 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 a reality that's coming, but I refuse to believe it. Oh yeah, you know, forty didn't bother me at all. Thirty bothered me. Because, really? yeah, because I, I said it accurately. I, I hit 30 and I thought, man, I need to grow up. <laughs> what have I done with myself? And I did. I did. I got, I mean, you know, I've never really grown up. But, yeah, I did a little more than at 30. Uh, man, this, this first age is hidden close to home. And they put the half in it. Our next benchmark age, 59 and a half. And, and you're going to explain that. Before you do, what is with the federal government all these halves in the age? What's the strategy <laughs> behind that? There's, 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 there has to be some strategy behind it. Yeah. There's, some, there's something. In, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but it has to be in their benefit. It just has to be in their benefit. You Maybe think? it's to trap you, to trick you. I don't know. No, it's, I mean, it's, I don't know, but I always think when that happens, you know. I always just wonder. But anyway, 59 and a half is our next benchmark age in your financial life. So what can you do? You you touched on it earlier, but if you could explain again, what can you do at 59 and a half? All right. So now at 59 and a half, you're able to take distributions from your uh, 401k, any type of workplace plan or your IRAs without any penalty. So without that 10 percent penalty um, that you're assessed if you take it before 59 and a half. So that's a, that's a key thing. And so that's, that's huge. And you're also able to do, uh, well, some plans allow you to do a, what's called the in-service rollover, which means that if you have money inside of a 401k, for instance, uh, even if you're still working, you're able to roll a portion of your four of your 401k assets out of the plan and roll it into an IRA. Mm -hmm. And so we see, and we, we recommend, we also recommend that for clients, but if we see clients that, that do this often in the event of, they want to be a little more either diversified in their investment strategies, because in your 401k, you're limited to the, uh, the fund options that are available, available to you in your plan. You can't go, you can't deviate outside the options available to you so if you wanted to be a little more creative right maybe get into and invest in individual stocks or uh, you know you wanted to purchase an annuity to per to preserve uh, what you've been accumulating over, over this time well you're able to do that now you're able to roll the money out of the 401k without the penalty so really it's really 59 and a half it gives you more options now it gives you options to withdraw from your employer plan or withdraw from your IRAs without the penalties. Okay. 59 taxes, and a half. Taxes still are in place with the distributions from 401ks and IRAs. Uh, there's still taxes involved in that, but the distribution for the rollover from a 401k to an IRA, no taxes involved. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's the age there, the latest one we've looked at. And nobody who is 59, or they're, they're not going to tell you I'm 59 and a half. 
They're going to stay as close to on the good side of 59 as they can the whole year, uh, at least in telling it. All right, next age here is 62. And, of course, we're, we're getting into Social Security now. Probably not the best idea, but you can claim it then. You can. You can. Actually, at... Um at 60, you're, if you're a widow uh, or widower, you actually are able to take uh, survivor benefits at age 60. But at 62, that's when you can actually start collecting your own benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's as early as you can take it. Uh, but there are some uh, there, there's some pros and cons to doing that. If you take your benefit at 62, then you, you will receive a reduced benefit from what you would have received Um Assuming you took it later, anytime between 60, I guess 63 and 70, right? At any point between there, if you take it earlier, you, you get a penalty. Sorry, not a penalty. You get a reduced benefit. Um, 67 is 66, 67 is like your full retirement age. That's when you get your basically your, your sweet depending spot. Depending on when you were security. born. But when depending when you were born, right. Uh, but, you know, 62 – Think about somewhere between a twenty-five to thirty percent reduction in what your benefit would be if you if you waited to your full retirement age. Um, so that's that's a con to it, right? You're getting a reduction, but there are some pros to it, right? You, you're you're using the money earlier, right? Yeah. So um, if you live long enough, does it come out to be a wash? You know, there you, is you'd a, have to live long enough, though. Right. There is a break point, right? There is a break point where waiting. Uh, makes uh, cumulatively right uh-huh. you, you'd be able to withdraw from the system uh more money versus taking it later i mean sir versus taking it sooner uh-huh. i've seen the break point somewhere somewhere around 78 uh-huh. to 80 okay. somewhere in that range so the, all that means is if you live till 81 for instance uh then it made more sense to take it at even 70 than to take it at 62 but you're, but you know, the decision does come for a number of reasons. What, uh, you know, maybe you need the income, right? Maybe as you're, you haven't done a good job planning, uh, or saving, or maybe the returns that you received um, over time just wasn't what you anticipated, and the Social Security benefit, even if it is a twenty-five to thirty percent reduction, it's still money that's coming in the in your, in your pocket that you need. You know what? Right? In a perfect uh, world, it would be the reduction, but not the earnings limit, because that would be great. I I, I think I because I don't want to retire. I'm going to keep working as long as I can. I love what I do, so I'd love to be able to get it at a reduced benefit at sixty-two, and then be able to make as much as I want to. But if I take mine when I hit sixty-two. Anytime before my mine like yours is sixty seven between sixty two and sixty seven, and I earn eighteen nine sixty is where it is this year. They start mm-hmm. taking it back. Why yep. don't they? I wish they get rid of that because that's I just know. it's not enough to make. I it know, wouldn't make I sense. Know. Yeah, yeah that 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 is a that is a huge because they give so it we, back to you. <laughs> they do right. They do, but it's I don't know why they do it right, but it's. It's one of those things where uh, when we do our workshops with uh, our educational workshops, we, we we tell you know those in the audience that if you're if you're thinking about taking benefits at sixty, well before your full retirement age, and you're going to continue to work, you have to make sure that you don't go over the income uh, the income limits so because if it you doesn't do, doesn't take that long to hit it. You know? No, it really doesn't. It really does. I mean, eighteen what eighteen nine sixty. Yeah, I mean, that's. That doesn't take that much to, to hit that. But so get that rid of that because all right, so they take it out. They start taking it out once you hit it. But then when you hit full retirement age, and it may be incrementally, but you get it back. 
You get it right back. So just don't take it. <laughs> Why am I not running everything, Mo? <laughs> this is your platform, Dave. This is your platform. Vote for me. Vote for you. Right? It's never too. It's never too early to start campaigning. Yeah, right. I wouldn't have it. Well, let's look at that magical age. Now, you know, depending on when you're born, it could be 66 and some change for you. But uh, if you were born after 1960, 67, and then go ahead and make all you want. Go you ahead and make it. all you want. Yeah. So that's so your full retirement age. So what you're referring to is FRA, full retirement age. Mm-hmm. So if you're born from 1960 and, and later, your full retirement age is 67. Uh, if you're born between, I think it's like, what, 43 and 54, it's like 66. And then from 54 to 60, it's like 66 and some change, right? 66 in two months, mm. three months, and six months. But anyway, um, that is when you would receive your Social Security benefits without having to take a reduction. That's that's, that's almost like your sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Your, if you wait until then, your Social Security benefits would not be reduced at all. And also, you'll be able to earn as much as you want um, without having a penalty. Looking at benchmark uh, ages in your financial life with Mo Param, and you said accurately that full retirement age is the sweet spot, but the sweeter spot could be age 70 if you can wait till then. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when you start to really see your Social Security benefits uh, ramp up. So if you delay your Social Security benefits any any time after your uh, your full retirement age, then you get an eight percent annual increase in your benefit, and that that maxes out to age seventy. So at age seventy, that's the latest you could take your Social Security benefits, mm-hmm. and if you waited the entire time. From your full retirement age till 70, you would have seen your benefit increase by 8% wow, annually, which is good. huge. Yeah. That's that's really good. Yeah. Right. So if you have, you know, if you have other means, whether it is uh, distributions from uh, investment accounts, 401ks, IRAs, or, you know, a spouse, uh, spouse's plan, or, you know, you just continue working, right? You're just generating income. You don't necessarily need to retire. You don't necessarily need Social Security. Uh, you can have those, those benefits increase annually, which is huge. It really is. Um, I mean, if you can, and, and again, it depends on the person, whether it's 62 or before full retirement age, at, or whether you wait to full retirement age or whether you can make it till 70. Now, yeah. uh, here's where you need to start thinking Roth, I think, because um, this is age 72 is when you got to start taking out the, the 401k, <laughs> the IRA, the required minimum distributions. And it was 70 and a half, another right. half year until uh, half year, yep. beginning of 2020 with the SECURE Act. Yep, the SECURE Act pushed the retire, uh, required minimum distributions to, like you said, Dave, from 70 and a half to 72. And so what that means is if you think about um, a, a tax-deferred account, like your 401k, 403b, IRA, what you've been doing is if you haven't realized it or what you, if you really haven't realized what you've been doing is you've been saving and investing in an account that you've been funding pre-tax, meaning you hadn't paid any taxes on the contribution. Hopefully, that account has been growing over time, right? And all the growth, you haven't paid taxes on any of the growth. So guess who had? Guess who didn't get their cut? Our favorite Uncle Sam, mm-hmm. right? So now at, at some point, they're going to force you to take the money out. 
whether you need it or not, you'll be forced to make these distributions called required minimum distributions because they're required. And the IRS tells you a minimum that you need to take out. And once you take those distributions out, it is taxed as ordinary income. So you are taxed on those distributions, whether you want it or not. And if you've done a really good job saving or investing, those distributions can be pretty, pretty, pretty high. You know, we've seen where uh, distributions are at sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year, mm. and those distribution percentages continue to increase because it's based off your account value. So even when you're taking those distributions, if we're, if we're investing where we're growth oriented and we're still growing, well, which is good, right? Because you're seeing your you're seeing your accounts accumulate, but you're also taking out more, which could going back to social security could add taxation to your social security. Yeah, right. Exactly. And factoring in that in provisional income. Right. Yeah. Man, oh man. So, um, what? Oh, and there's also, if you forget to take your RMDs, Oh, here it is. If you forget to take your RMDs, <laughs> because even though they, the IRS will tell you how much to take, they're not forcing you to take it out, right? So it's up to you. Well, they may prefer you don't. I mean, <laughs> they may prefer that you don't, right? Yeah. They may prefer that you don't. Because if you forget, it is a 50% penalty. Wow. Plus the, the taxes owed. Plus the taxes. So check this out. So the only way they know that you did not take your RMDs uh-huh. is when you file your taxes the following year. Uh-huh. Right? Because you have until December 31st of the calendar year to take the distribution. Yeah. So they so when you for the following year, if you didn't take your distribution, well, you've got to take the distribution that you that you forgot to take plus the 50% penalty, right? Plus all the taxes that's involved. And then it you're you're a year older. So you have to take the distribution for that current oh, year. Oh, man. Yeah, you got to right? take it for that year, too. So you're taking two distributions you don't with a 50% forget penalty it. on the one you forgot to take and taxes. What if it's I mean, January 1st and you go, oh, man, I meant to do that two days ago. It's too late. Too late. Too late. No backsies. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't allow any do-overs. All, it, no, not many. No do-overs. Man, so, oh, man. That so you hurts. mentioned Roth, where that's where the Roth comes into place. Yeah, where yeah, Roth is after tax, so the contributions are after tax, and any of the uh, distributions are tax-free to you. So that's where when we start looking at planning, right? Um, it may not be the most advantageous to some people, right, to save on a Roth basis when they're earning income because they may be at the the highest earning or the highest tax bracket they'll be in. Yeah. But at some point, maybe they'll be in a lower – let's say you uh, – for instance, let's say you retired at 65 and the only income you have is Social Security. Well, probably your tax uh, – and maybe distributions from you know your IRAs if you decide to do it. So maybe your actual – tax bracket isn't that high. Mm-hmm. So now we may look at, well, this may be a window where we may do some conversions, right? Converting some of your, your pre-tax dollars into Roth so we can avoid these large um, required minimum distributions. Excellent. That's good strategy, looking at that. Because yeah. that's going to, that RMD is going to feel a lot better when you're not having to pay the tax on it. Oh man, it's going to feel so much better. So much better. You uh, know what's cooking so- in Washington now? You know what they got cooking in there now? What's what's cooking in the oh, kitchen? Oh, it's on the it's on the burner. Uh, it's bubbling now. It's starting to boil. 
Uh, Secure Act 2.0, and I um, we were we were recording this May 7th, and as of May 5th, 2021, I, uh, it cleared the House Ways and Means, Com- Means Committee. So it's not law yet, but the, the Secure oh, yeah. Act had some the the major changes that stand out to me is one we just referenced raising the RMDH to 72, but it also eliminated stretch IRAs. Well, Secure Act 2.0 proposes raising eventually over time. The RMDH to 75, that's just one of the measures in it. I, I'm just reading on it now. So uh, Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things unpacked in, in, in this 2.0 plan. And it's uh, not law. It's just... It's not law yet. Thinking I'm about just, eliminating oh, RMDs for accounts that are less than 100000 Oh, really? I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Oh, wow. So if we go to Schoolhouse Rock... And I'm just a bill, only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. It's not even at the point where it's, I mean, it's only cleared committee. So at at the time of this recording. Yeah, at the time of this recording, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these... You know, there's a lot of things that are, that are all this is what planning is all about right and so we what we want to do when, when we when we plan is we want to make the best decisions with the information that we know right now and that's why financial planning in our and, and we've said it multiple times uh, either on a podcast or on the radio show is that financial planning should be a living and breathing thing as more information comes in whether it's information that you provide right whether it's yeah you know, I was planning to retire at 65, but now I want to do it at 60. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, Andrew, my partner, uh, uh, he, I think he, he, he chimed in on the podcast once, but he just started foster. He just fostered two kids. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, his plan has changed. Right. So, uh, I say all this is because when we, when things like this come about, if uh, secure act 2.0 comes in, then uh, comes into play, then we should probably adjust your plan. Right? You had so, to with Secure Act. One. You had to with Secure Act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you oh. had to with Secure Act. And if Secure Act 2.0 When do we start in, having sequels to legislation? I thought that was <laughs> confined to movies. Uh, I, um, is that So is 72 the final benchmark age in your life? Or maybe in, <laughs> in the financial life. Uh, but there's still benchmark ages like 80. And yeah, if you make it to 100, that'll be make it to 100. outstanding uh, if your health's well, good and all. Yeah. We didn't touch on 65. That's when you're eligible for Medicare. Oh, so. yeah. That, that, we did miss that. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there's you know there's just a lot of, again, uh, there's a lot of milestones that, that, that you need to take a be aware of as you're planning for retirement. And so if you're not aware of it, that's, that's what we're here for. Right. So that's why, you know, one seeks the guidance uh, and uh, the, the partnership with a financial advisor. So we can help you um, educate you, empower you, inspire you to make the best decisions for yourself. And a fiduciary at that. And a fiduciary at that. That's right. Yeah. Very good. I love that. That was fun, Mo hitting all the ages. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Kind of, you know, I, I imagine people listening, you know, where, wherever they're aged, wherever the age they're at now, they could kind of, they took a little trip back in time thinking, what was I doing then? What was you I know, doing? At that yes. age they just covered. <laughs> and we've got an 80 year old going, why did you stop at 72? <laughs> Don't I count one of my chopped liver? <laughs> well, we'll get back together again next week. Do it all over, Ma. We'll do it all over again. Do it all over again. And as always, like, share, review, uh, 
broadcast the news. Uh, just let everyone know that we're doing good things here at Your Finances Untangled. And thanks for joining in and stay with us on this podcast as Mo Param continues to untangle your finances. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.